0: to another episode of the Keeper League podcast. My name's Hef, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kaze. How
1: you going, mate? Uh, very well, Hef. Just uh, sipping on a delicious blood orange
0: remedy kombucha. We've uh, frequented the uh, blood orange in the last few weeks. It's really your favourite, I it think. It is my favourite. It's, mm. it's the Fanta flavour, I reckon. It's the Fanta of kombucha. I'm a big fan of it. Um, yeah, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, sorry, podcast before, mm. uh, we the AFL Fantasy Podcast that uh, doesn't talk about the superstars. We look at the lesser knowns and the guys that are going to be point of differences in your keeper leagues. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, Kate, we've just had some news about the fixture.
1: Yes, some big news. So, the round nine to twelve fixtures dropped. So, basically, uh, as we know, it's a footy fest or whatever they want to call it, where it's twenty days back to back. But and a uh, podcast is nightmare. Uh, yeah, we're just trying to figure <laughs> out when we hell we're going to
0: record. But uh, there's
1: even like a couple back to back games on Wednesday nights, Thursday nights, etc. To get Get it all uh, through, but um, look from a from a fantasy point of view, I should say round nine and twelve are um, stock standard. There are um, you know no buyers, but uh, yeah, rounds ten and eleven with um, who we got Fremantle, West Coast, Hawthorne and Colton having a buy in round ten, and the two Sydney sides uh, GWS and Sydney having a buy in round eleven. So a lot of work to be done in the backgrounds of many legs. Whether you I uh, omit them, I suppose, for um, for your league, or whether people will play the
0: projected, people will play the the averages. It's going to be very interesting. I'm sure the Some, uh, group uh, chat's going to be going. Oh, there's off. going to be so many opinions. I yeah. feel sorry for any every commissioner out there who actually has to make the hard decisions. Another option as we've kind of floated is. Um, Uh, trading more or even um, increasing our lists so having another mid-season draft to kind of really stock up on enough players Mm -hmm. to play each week so just a few ideas out there for some leagues Um, and tweet us through whatever ideas you guys have if you're going to throw your season in the bin too I I understand that as well no I don't think it's I don't think it's worth doing that I think that you know
1: especially now, what are we, six games in? A lot of people have put a lot of effort in. But I think that our, you know, I don't want to toot our own horn half, but, you know, our podcast can potentially come into its own because, you know, there is talk that teams, we are, you know, resting players, you know, to get through this big gap, uh, sorry, this small small uh, period of games. So potentially we'll see a few more debutants, a few more guys given a second chance, you know, uh, whether it's a, you know, a fresh kid, like I think it's Callum Porter playing for um, Western Bulldogs this week or potentially Bryce Gibbs or Dom Tyson or someone coming Gold back comes from, in yeah, that's all you know like we, so uh we'll have all the uh the hot news for for you guys for that and some stats and stuff like that coming out too so you know I'm kind of actually excited uh, more about the I think it's gonna be absolute you know a shit show trying to make sure your team's right and you know people are going to try and loophole the shit out of their sides. But I think from, from getting a chance to
0: see a few more players play, I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I'm just looking forward to watching footy every night, although I don't think the missus is going to be too happy. But uh, we'll work through it. I'll find a way to watch all the games. She'll it's have fine. to move to another room or... It's fine. I can watch it. I'm like, oh, I've got KO on my computer. I'll be fine. I'll just watch it there. Nah, mate, in, the, <laughs> in the studio <laughs> at uh, Villa La Hef. i spend all my time here anyway. So it doesn't matter. All right, let's get stuck into the round rewind. Okay, on to the round rewind, the segment where we go back through every game that happened on the weekend And have a look at the lesser known players or the guys who aren't the superstars And uh, see who scored well and who might uh, pop up and be a handy addition to your keeper league team So Case you had a look at Geelong versus Collingwood. Oh, I
1: did uh, Thursday night, a uh, very long time ago now. But uh, look, we we'll started start off with Sam Simpson. He had 62 points. Now, uh, footy Twitter was going off around uh, quarter time, halftime, because he'd he only got away to a bit of a slow start. Uh, you know, everyone's going, oh, you know, I brought him in for AFL uh, Classic and he's gone, shit, blah, blah, blah. But uh, actually ended up pulling out the Cats' fifth high score of the night. Now, it's probably another one that's really hard to know what his actual kind of score is on average would be because we saw Joel Selwood and uh, Jordan Clark go down on Thursday night. So basically what happened the week before where Duncan and um, Narkel, cool, I think it was, went yeah, down. Was- so, you know, he, he got a bit more opportunity when he was, obviously started a bit slower, but look, he's obviously going to hold his spot again because, uh, you know, there's more injuries at Geelong and, and Gary Ablett's out as well now too. So look, it was a solid enough game. Nothing like last week. We talked about it last week. He's, he's that good size. Uh, he's, he's not too bad. My kind of question is he's been picked up a lot. He's 82% owned now in Ultimate Footy. I reckon if you had some balls or someone was really keen, you could probably trade him high right now because – you know going forward potentially 2021 he might not be you know a real starter so you might be able to make hay while the sun shines especially if there's someone else you might who you might like in in someone else's
0: side yeah it depends on the Geelong midfield though I guess as well long term like they are getting on a bit and you might want to hang on to someone like this for the for the future mm-hmm. but I think for this season especially there's going to be a lot of interest in the way he's scoring especially now that uh, Selwood's going to be out for what two to three they reckon Yeah. so he's pretty much got his spot in there at the moment I think Duncan comes back this week or is likely to come back so that might affect him a little bit but look because he's got the the big score behind him I guess um, a couple weeks ago I think there's going to be a lot of interest there so you should be able to make something out of him if you do want to take that path.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, Jack Stevens the next one uh, 66 points from him was probably far from his best game in terms
1: of quality but his scoring is slowly getting there Uh, probably happy to give him some time due to his lack of footy uh, this uh, last couple years I should say and injuries this preseason you know with a bit more game time under his belt his scoring probably will improve Um, obviously see the, the injuries to their, their midfielders. He probably should be the one to step up into that role. So uh, a guy to target if you're probably looking at a flag, I think. Uh, Center forward,
0: um, you know, his, his best is good. Uh, how good this year, I'm not too sure, uh, but we'll see. No, I think he's definitely got another level to go this season. So, especially now, it might get a bit more midfield time as well. Geordie uh, Clark, probably the heartbreak story of the night. 54 points from him. He was absolutely flying
1: early until his uh, disgusting shoulder injury. The long sleever I love from a kid. It's a real power move. Uh, Shane McAdam <laughs> pulled it out last night. You know, you don't even, you know, like some of the younger guys,
0: you go, oh, who the hell's that? But when the long sleeve is on, they know that uh, they want to stand out. So he well, I've got a bit of a, uh, like a Clarko mentality about that though. Like how many times have you ever been cold on a footy field? Like when it's uh, hailing and raining, have you ever been cold? Once, yes. Yeah. I was actually thought I was going to have
1: hypothermia. It was that cold. I've and, never been cold uh, on a footy West field. Lakes, it was a freezing, freezing day a couple of years ago. Uh, hailing everything. That was the worst. But I still don't think I would have donned the long sleeve. Nah, no. you don't need it. Uh, look, his 54 points came from 55% time on ground. So, I was going at a good clip. Uh, wing half back this year. Look, I think despite... Despite what happens in 2020, I'm all in, in on him for 2021. So, we saw last year he had some really good scores. Uh, Geelong have just kind of um, taken a slower approach to his game time this year. Uh, we're building him up. Obviously the injury is a bit of a, a bugger, but uh, third year, I think he's a real target if you can in, in deeper keeper leagues this year. Yeah. Um, by low, I reckon now with the injury as well. For sure. Uh, lastly for the Cats, Mark O'Connor, my watchless player of the year. Uh, another okay game from him. Uh, took a few kickouts and did some okay things. He also made a few dumb errors which resulted in four free kicks against so if you kind of you know take away those that's an extra 12 points that he's lost there so his 48 easily turns into a 60 which you know um, post-corona is about a 72 so it's a pretty solid score so he's definitely staying on my watch list Uh, I know Tommy Stewart's back soon so I might uh, see a bit of a, a drop potentially but one I'm just keen on just to keep watching this season I think you'll still be able to get him cheap towards the end of the year.
0: Yeah, still flying around a wave-wise, I think, as
1: well. Uh, for the uh, for the Pies, sorry, Isaac Quayner, 58 points from him. Uh, very solid game. Just looks very classy, too. Just is uh, seamlessly slotting into that Collingwood back line. Uh, 11 touches and five tackles. But uh, I'm interested to see where his game goes because the, the Pies have a lot of those uh, ball-winning defenders. You know, your Maynards, Crisps, uh, Howe, even, to an extent. Where does uh, Isaac Quayner sit in the long term for, for Collingwood? That's kind of my only my only problem with him. Does he have to move up to a wing? You know, they've got plenty of plenty of talent in that Collingwood side. So I think he might get there. I just don't know if the opportunity will be there properly for another year or two. That's it, my problem with him. It's going to take a while, yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, and similar in boat is John Noble, 55 points from him. I'm a bit of a fan of him and it was good to see him back in the side. But uh, look, he was a late in for Mason Cox, so it will be interested to see what happens uh, this week. But really doesn't do too much wrong. So I think But the the knock on him, I would say, is that Qu- Quainer got in before he did... Uh, In this side So uh, Him and Quain are probably battling for that You know Wing Halfback Floaty utility spot, so um, interesting to see what Collingwood do going forward. But
0: uh, either of those pies, I'd be happy to have in my stable for the rest of the season. With Noble though, was in the final side last season, so he's rated quite highly there, I think. So I don't think uh, the fact that Quainer came back in, I think John Noble hit a bit of a niggle as well, didn't he, at some stage or something? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he. I don't think I wouldn't read too much into that. I think they're both. But yeah, you're right. They're going to be both fighting out for the same spot. Anyway, uh, you're a Bombers man, K. So I'll let you talk about the next game. Yes, yeah,
1: Essendon. Versus Western Bulldogs, it was a very very sad uh, Friday night watching this game. Look from a Bomber side, uh, David Zaharakis. Uh, I can't believe I'm talking about him again. 78 points from him, his second uh, good score in two weeks. Look, 20 touches, four tackles, and a goal um, is a good game all round. He was a bit more up the ground this week than last week. He was at, um, you know closer home to goal. I suppose it's good for owners as a as a back. Back mid DPP, so he's proving that there's some life left in him. Now, I'm just worried about getting back to a couple of weeks time when Essendon get back to full strength when uh, Shu comes back in from suspension and possibly someone like a Tom Cutler. What happens to David Zaharakis? You know, um, 30. Obviously, the Bombers do like him a lot, but is the the scoring over the last couple of weeks a bit of a flash in the pan? I'm not sure. So, um, might be one that you could trade high or uh, try and offload if you are uh, not too sure about his um, his scoring ability. Going Forward Has he been playing on the forward line last week? Uh, he played deep forward last week and then he yeah. was kind of a bit more half forward up, up on the ball this week.
0: Yeah, I think if that role continues, I think he should go okay. But it's going to be interesting anyway. Yeah, just with the few injuries, you know, stringing, yeah. etc. They're trying to plug a few gaps. So it, it's an
1: interesting one. But if, if you did want to trade high, I wouldn't be against that move. Uh, Andrew Phillips had 72 points. He won 28 hitouts, but got absolutely belted around the ground by my boy Tim English. I think he had uh, was it 203 Super Coach points and Ridiculous. one of the highest um, AFL ranking scores ever. Um, look, Phillips had 10 touches and five marks, which is it's fine fantasy wise. You know, 72 points is a good score, but I'm just wondering what the Dons will do from a real footy perspective and what his job security is like now. So we have talked a bit about how Sam Draper is their future. Uh, I'll be interested to see when he features and if he does, uh, what's happening with Bell Chambers. Etc. So, at 29, Phillips is no spring chicken. Um, he's a he's a solid scorer. He proved it last year at uh, at Carlton when he got his opportunity too. But
0: don't know if I'd be, you know, really hanging my hat on him as a, a proper future prospect for your for your side. No, especially with lots of talk around Draper coming in soon. Um, no, I I own him at the moment, and I'm actually playing in my field because you play your first ruck's going to score, okay, especially yeah. if he's in a utility spot like he's in our league. Yeah. Um, not using it as my first ruckman or anything, but so he's actually going to be a reasonable scorer. I just don't know how long he's going to last in this side. Yeah, that's my vibe too. Uh, lastly for the Dons, Jaden Laverde, 65
1: points from him. Uh, another another solid game from our new full forward. He had 12 touches and uh, kicked two goals one. Now, he's very dangerous when he is near goal and he's probably going to stay up there and won't get that midfield time that he probably should get because uh what the, the, the forward situation at the side is at the moment. But... Uh If you're looking at streamers, he's a big streamer option I'll be playing this week because they're up against the Crows. Uh, You know, the Crows have been conceding a lot of points this year. He could easily bob up, kick three or four, 15 touches, uh, another 70, 80 from him. No dramas this week going forward, I reckon.
0: Yeah, they give up points to
1: forwards like there's nobody's business. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm big on him Uh, if you can bring him in for this week alone. Uh, For the Dogs, uh, Cody Whiteman, he had 46 points, was a pretty solid debut. Kick nine, uh, sorry, kicked two goals, one with nine touches. He was a really prominent goal kicker as a junior, so um, he's that smaller kind of um, elusive young, uh, small kind of goal kicking forward, uh, but he's going to be tough to keep continuing that on uh, in the AFL. So does have some tricks, but he's just on that monitor um, for me. He just needs to develop his body for the size, so not really too interested in him for the next year or two. And lastly, Josh Bruce, 66 points from him now. He's a player who is genuinely mixing his form, but he is starting to find some groove at the dogs. Now, he only kicked one goal one, but he really could have kicked anything because uh, he kicked a couple absolute stinkers early on in the game. Uh, the set shots are flying off his boot left, right and centre now. What I like about it, though, is his work rate's up and his clunking marks. Now, the dogs are starting to hum too, so as a loophole option this week uh, playing the Thursday night game against the Suns Eye, I uh, reckon he could be a nice and one to sneak in there, but he is a tad
0: untrustworthy. All right, you're on a roll case. I'm going to let you have a sip of kombucha, Yeah, yeah. Gorgeous uh, organic switchle oh, blood orange kombucha, remedy delicious. kombucha. Drink remedy, mm. and uh, I'm gonna let you keep going because I Speaking didn't. Speaking of quick one on remedy, on has um
1: <laughs> has um have you ever had the remedy
0: cola? No, I haven't.
1: Yeah, okay, hopefully we can get some of that in. Apparently, I've heard some good things.
0: All right, if you're listening, remedy, send through some uh, cola yeah. for us, please. Next time, cheers. If you can, we we'll take anything.
1: Yes. <laughs> um Yeah. GWS v Brisbane now. This is a a guy who I'm kind of really liking the look of more and more. It's Aiden Kaur. He had 73 points on the weekend, and he's low-flying in terms of fantasy, and he's just been a pillar of consistency. Now, he's averaged 66.6 in his last five games. Now, that's a 78-80 average uh, post-Corona ball, so... And he's actually scored nothing less than 50 points. And what I love most is in the last five weeks, he's had 65 kicks and 13 handballs. So his kick to handball ratio is a thing of beauty. He's taking the kick ins at uh, GWS, which is surprising, but he's doing it. And he's only 57% owned. So he's one of my big waiver wire players of the week, if you can get him. Uh, when your defender's scoring nothing less than a 50 and uh, averaging 66, for your D4, D5, he is a steal off the waiver wire for me.
0: Yeah, lots of kick outs, too. That, yeah, that does kick out. Love them. Those numbers are awesome.
1: Uh, Jai Caldwell, fifty-nine points. Uh, solid game from your boy Hef. Uh, only sixty-one percent time on ground. Now this season, his point per numbers uh, have been fantastic. Gw is, is in that interesting spot. Now he's uh, sorry. They're not playing great. You know what happens when they you know find a bit of their groove, uh, get back to full strength. What happens to these kids? Do they back him in or do they um, you know? Do they try a few things and, and mix things around now? You know, you've got Toby Green, et cetera, to come back in. Does it push Callum Caldwell around as well? Yeah. Uh, but what I do like about Caldwell is his accumulator. And he did have nine centre balance attendances on Saturday, which is fantastic. Now, I
0: do like him going forward. But just will he ever get that proper job opportunity at GWS? Uh, eventually he will, but it won't be any time soon, I don't think. So he's going to keep floating in and out for a while. So as a Cold War owner, how long are you willing to just hold him on the hope that one day he'll be a, a prime mover of the, of the Giants? Until I get a good enough trade offer for him, I reckon. Or I'll just keep him forever. So is he tradable? Yeah, I think so. But like... I think he will be a good scorer Well that's the thing I don't even know if he will be That good of a scorer Because the low time on ground numbers I think his point per minute numbers Are good I don't know how much time on ground He's going to play Over the next few years Hopefully he can build up that tank But yeah Like we go back to his junior scoring Not the best Going forward It was really when he was um When he was playing in the NAB Cup What they call it now The Marsh series <laughs> um, Last year That he was scoring really well And caught everyone's attention So And then he, in, in fairness He has come into the AFL sides And played well he has. So um, But yeah I just don't know how Secure the job is And if how long it's going to take for him to get yeah looked upon um, ahead of some of the stars in the GWS midfield. So it's a tough one with with fantasy coaches. How long do you hold a guy who you know you can be good, but just it, just you don't know when it's coming? It all depends where your team's placed. Like mm-hmm. if you have a few more that come on around him and you know, then you're starting to look for a flag, then it's probably someone you move on if he's not starting to lift. Mm-hmm. But if you're still sucking, you just hang on to him. So hopefully he comes good. Now,
1: another guy in that boat is my boy, Jackson Haley. 56 points from him. I'm excited but intrigued here. Now, he was dropped and then brought back in for Toby Green as the laid out. Now, looking at his uh, stuff a bit more, his heat map is very, very sexy. 76% defensive half. He's been getting a lot of ball around that half back line. Now, he could be a sneaky little add for DPP come round nine if uh, he keeps going this way and he does hold his place in the team. Now, he's not exactly setting setting the world on fire, but if you are looking for someone who could just jag a back dpp you know you're trying to find a bit of talent for the future he might be one that might be uh tickling your fancy because I think that uh, DPP takes his his 2020 to another level, especially when he's kind of getting the same midfield issues at GWS as uh, Caldwell is.
0: Yeah, definitely. If he can kind of find a spot or, you know, find a a new place to play on the park, he's definitely going to become a lot more fantasy relevant.
1: Uh, Zach Bailey for the Lions had a career best game with 96 points, 18 touches, 10 marks, three tackles and two goals. That's a genuine day out. Now, I believe he's more than capable of these scores uh, quite regularly. I was just kind of hoping that we'd be seeing a few more of these earlier than uh, round six. But, look, the back uh, centre DPP this year makes him very appealing for me. Uh, His heat map's very mid based so around that wing so I'm a bit worried about him losing that back uh, status next year if you are kind of playing the long game but look he's uh he can win the ball his disposal can use a bit of work but uh, I do like him as a fantasy player uh, hopefully he can kind of get a real clean run at it for the rest of the season with Brisbane and we can really see some uh some improvement for the rest of the year but uh, he's one I'd be uh you know fishing around for if I was uh you know playing for the future yeah I guess a career game so far I just gotta hope he continues And lastly, a guy who's had many career games, Uh, Grant Birchall, 76 points, just a vintage Grant Birchall game. The 16 kicks and two handballs, the kick-to-handball ratio we love, and a lazy eight marks across the back line now, all from 64% time on ground two. So his uh, points per number on the weekend was fantastic. I mean, points per minute number. Points per minute number, sorry. Uh, I've been talking for way too long here. (laughs) Um, But uh, before this weekend, he's been a bit below par. He's only had three 40s in a row, but uh, this is what he can do. So he's one I'd be looking at if you are uh, hunting the flag. Um, probably not as high as some other players, but you're probably getting for pretty cheap because, uh, you know, he's not going to be a keeper for anyone and um, you might better get him off someone just to, to prop up your back line or give you some depth through this uh, crazy period coming up.
0: Yeah. I think if your flag chasing is a good one to look
1: at. Keep right, going, Kays. You're yes, smashing it. Smashing I, I need it.
0: another sip. That's right. I've got just a few. I got a few games back to back after you. Uh, if anyone's wondering why Kays is doing so many in a row, I, I did watch Thursday and Friday, but Kase beat me to the show doc to actually do them. And I guess Essendon. And I you like to give done. Him, you could have done Friday. I like to give you Essendon to talk about because then you give me Port to talk about. So and it just makes it easy. It'd be nice for me to talk about Port one week and just oh, not talk about. Anyone. I find it just easy because I know the team like the back of my hand. So it's just you don't really have to think about when you're writing about them. Yeah. Anyway, but then Saturday. Right. Saturday I had to look after some children, so I didn't get to watch any footy. I'm stretched up. I'm ready to go Alright last game For a while I'm uh, jump in.
1: Gold Coast Versus Sydney Noah Anderson 76 points from him Just saw that he was The um, round 6 Rising star So uh, another one For the Gold
0: Coast Suns Rip, uh, rip Ripping Wait, Noah Anderson Yeah Over Will Day Yes, that's, that's what I just that's, saw. That's a disgrace.
1: I think that's just what I just saw. Okay. I've checked in. <laughs> no, that's, I think right. that's what I saw. <laughs> that uh, doesn't surprise me. But yeah. He had a really good game out in the wing anyway for the number two pick. Um, I think he's low flying. He's uh, only 69% owned and will only keep getting better, uh, especially with no row. I think he's just going to slowly lift his game up. I don't think he's that similar. He's not the same player, I should say, but still will be a very handy scorer. He's the outside player, uh, 15 touches and three tackles, which is a very good game for that role. I want to kind of start leading a bit more hype around him. You know, obviously the the rising star will lift him up, but he's playing an absolutely fantastic season. We've seen someone like Butterick kind of drop off the face of the earth, especially scoring wise. Um, So it's good to see Noah just continually improving through 2020.
0: I'm only uh, outraged about Noah Anderson's uh, rising star nomination because I'm a Will Day owner, that's all. Okay. And I don't want him to get was dropped. Was it true? Yeah, it was. Yes, you know, I just don't want my... Will Day to get dropped and I thought if he won it, then that'd be like a shoe in for him playing nah, again Will Day would definitely not get dropped. Hope
1: uh, not. Isaac Rankin, 72 points from him. He had another great game and another good score. Now, I may have to take back my not-so-fantasy-relevant comments soon, but uh, to be honest, Sydney probably aren't the best test. So, um it'd be interesting to see what happens against the Dogs, who are you know, a pretty solid side this year. Once he starts coming up against some decent sides, we'll kind of get a, a grasp if you know whether he can uh, score like this and, and kick goals each week. But look, 16 touches, four tackles, two goals, two in your second game of footy is fantastic. Now, if he can p- keep that pressure up for me, I think he's definitely feedable, definitely startable uh, and definitely loophole this week if you, if you can because they've got the Thursday night game now. If you, I, I wouldn't be chasing him super hard, you know, like I think he's got a He's definitely proved me wrong in uh in what he can do. But at the same time, I'm still not, you know, super sold on his uh long term fantasy scoring.
0: The thing is he does have the skills to probably go on the midfield at some stage. Yeah. So that's the one thing I'd be holding on to if I've got him. I wouldn't be too I wouldn't want to give him up too much, but like you said, I wouldn't chase him too hard either. If I've got him I'd be wanting to sit on him, I reckon. So like is he almost like a Robbie Gray where he's so good up
1: forward that you yeah. You know, like, yes, he can go in the midfield and do great things. I was trying to think of a good
0: analogy for it, and that's yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah. Robbie Gray type, I reckon. Yeah. Just uh, quickly, further AFL fantasy classic players out there. He should be your number one trading target this week, I reckon. Minus 27 break even. That's juicy. That's big dollars. Thanks, Hef. Uh, lastly, for the Suns, Darcy McPherson. He had 40
1: points. Now, I just want to quickly touch on him because. Each year, keeper league coaches like myself usually have a player like this, which I do. He averaged eighty-seven last year, and he's only averaging forty-eight this year, which is basically a fifty-eight um, post-Corona. So, thirty point at thirty point per game lower score this year than last year. Now, potentially there was some writing on the wall last year, and you know, with the the new additions to their side, Rao Anderson, you could kind of see this coming, but. My question is for you, Hef. What do you do when you've, you know, as a player, you've ridden the the highs of the wave, and now you've down the bottom of the sea with him? What do you do? Do you try, you know, because you're not going to get anything for him? Do you hold him? Do you just, you know, even give him a spot next year in the chance that they kind of get back to their previous form? You know,
0: happens each year, and I just, you know, what do we, what do we tell our listeners? Well, you're not going to get much for him, so what's the mm. point? Why do you just throw something out in the bin because they've got a few chips on it, you know, a few cracks? You dust it off, sit it on the shelf for a while, give it Hopefully, a wash. Oh, yeah, give it a wash. <laughs> Hopefully, it comes good. Nah, look. Spoken like a true parent. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. I reckon you've just got to hold because it's no. There's no use just throwing it in the bin. You know? Yeah. Throwing him in the bin. So just hold on. Hopefully, he comes good. Even if you hold on to him as well, you've likely got next preseason to actually watch him and see if he comes good, see his role. Then you can make a decision there whether you drop or whether you can try to trade there. Mm-hmm. I don't think when Rather training him now or trading him at the start of next year where, you know, watch him in preseason and nothing changes, it's not going to be much difference. So yep. you're better off just holding on, I reckon. Because if you trade him and he ends up turning good, you're going to kick yourself because yeah, exactly. you're only going to get peanuts for him. So
1: exactly. good wise, wise words of wisdom there, Hef. Uh, for the Swans, Will Haywood, he basically had one of his better games, 74 points from him. Didn't really do a whole lot different to what he usually does, just had the 12 touches, but this week did manage to find the scoreboard twice and have five tackles. Now, he's very up and down. Uh, I do like him as a player, and I do think he does have some fantasy game, but he just plays that, you know, uh, very close to home role as a forward and I think I'd need to see a lot more footy like this. Uh, potentially with a, a few injuries and, and outs for the Swans, he might get a bit more opportunity. So one to watch over the next couple weeks. Uh, Riley Stoddart, he had 57 points, um, managed to have a, quite a lot of turnovers back there in their back line. Um, started well but only had five points in the last quarter. I was actually watching him going, geez, where's this uh, Where's this guy come from? But did a bit of a deep dive into him. He only averaged 76 in the kneeful last year. Now, probably needs some higher numbers and better disposal um, to kind of justify spot in that swan side. But look, there's plenty of opportunities in the swan side this year um, and we'll see what happens with him. And lastly, oh, I'm actually going to talk about one of my former boys, one that went
0: back in the scrap heap. We don't use the word boys anymore. We've had too many complaints. I'm embracing it. You can get rid of the word boy, <laughs> but
1: you know, like I'd like to have my my family. We've had two we uh, we've
0: had two complaints now in the last... Well, i are not know complaints. No, I know they're not complaints, but we've just been touched on how often we say our, our boys. And now I'm just like, a bit self-conscious uh, about it. I think you can have a mini bus full of boys. A mini bus? Yeah. yeah. Oh, like 10 or 12. I think that's good. Yeah. It's like, it's like a footy trip, I guess. That, yeah. they're, they're your boys. Yeah, them are boys. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, a guy that was a boy and now is not a boy is uh,
0: Ryan Clark. He so you can delist your boys as well. Yeah, yeah, the boys come and go. Okay. Like, you're not always best friends with everyone. Yeah, eh? true. Like, yeah. your local footy club, some guy signs up out in country for yeah. big dollars and just leaves you anyway. You still, anyway, like, so still you still, like, follow their
1: progress, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you're not, like, in, yeah. you're
0: hanging around them every week. week. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Ryan Clark's one of them.
1: Uh, 58 points from him. Uh, I... Probably the guy we definitely didn't see taking any of the midfield points. Uh, he only had four CBAs on the weekend, but actually outscored Rowbottom and Hewitt, who both had double-figure CBAs. Now, I know uh, Hewitt's apparently got a bit of a niggle in his back, so potentially that's a, a reason why for his poor score. But, look, he's has shown some scoring ability over the years. It's been very untrustworthy, I will give you that. But he has put up some big big hundreds in his time at the Roos. The inefficiency is his killer, but there is opportunity there, probably more of that tagging role at Swans. So the issue is, you know, he's a, he's a mid only, which makes his case tough to roster. But uh, look, he's, he's kind of playing all right with the opportunity given. So uh, a bit of an, an ugly ad, but uh, one that you could do if you are just searching for some mid cover.
0: All right, Kays, so I'm going to give you a break finally. You've done four Sorry. games in a row. You've done a great job. It's probably I'll, a world record, isn't it? Yeah, I'll talk about a few now. All right, so uh, go. I'll go to the Richmond versus North Melbourne game and I'm going to talk about uh, the the egg, Derek Egg Eggmolicy. I love the egg. Yeah, <laughs> egg, uh, Derek Egg Eggmolicy-Smith. I think that's how you say it. Yeah. I'm just guessing there. It's um, just the egg. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Um, anyway, he had 93 points straight out defence and look, with Hooli out, he could be taking some of those touches that he was once getting. Um, we saw Jaden Short, unaffected, Affected by his scoring as well So I don't mm-hmm. think they're really Going to affect each other I think one's left foot One's a right foot as well playing opposing flanks And it's an avenue to goal That Richmond like to use as well So they like to kind of Use pretty close to the boundary Play out pretty wide So I reckon that his kind of um, game Does suit their type of uh, game plan That they try to um, incorporate Into their uh, attacking play So uh, look 23 disposals Had 17 kicks out of those That's a great ratio He is super juicy Another one that I'm uh, closely looking at In the fantasy classic formats But if he's on a waiver wire Get on board I reckon Because over the next few weeks Especially if like I don't think Hooli's going to play again To be honest Um, Footy's not going back to Melbourne He's not leaving Melbourne He'll probably retire at the end of the year I think he's done So I reckon it's uh, now short And maybe the egg's time to shine Egg, <laughs> egg boy. All right, uh, Marlon Pickett is the next one. So where's he been for I don't know the last six months really since the grand final, but I'm glad to have him back. Uh, 84 points uh, playing the midfield. We know the midfield woes at Richmond, uh, missing quite a few. But he had seven, uh, sorry, 16 disposals, seven tackles, kicked the goal. Look, I don't think it's something to get too excited about because he needs to show us he can produce this more often. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about, I guess, his career and in whole how he's never really, he's only really got over 20 disposals a half a dozen times in yeah. his career I guess Corona Ball 16's pretty good pretty good about the same <laughs> but yeah he hasn't done it too often so um, don't get too excited but it's positive signs uh, Jason Kistagna, um 76 points from uh, the halfback flank kicked a goal as well so he's averaging 49 this year a lot of people talk about him he pops up a lot uh, should I grab him off the waivers he's not really one no. I'm looking at for he's the kind of role he plays but he does pop up with some good scores here and there yeah uh, Jack Graham, we'll move on. Yeah. Uh, 74 points. Um, so, look, he decent score again. The kick-to-handball ratio is a bit of a worry. So, he had 10 handballs and only five kicks, so double the amount of handballs. That's pretty standard for Jack Graham, though. Um, so, he had seven tackles that kind of boosted that number up there, and he's going to get those most weeks. It's just one that you do, you know, with Prestier and um, Cochin coming back in, in a few weeks, is he one you really get too excited about and put you know invest too much in, or is it just a nice one to have on your bench that's scoring well at the moment? Uh, I think uh, they said that, Kocchin is going to miss this
1: week. So he's got another week. And i so still be pretty confident backing him in this week uh, against JVS. But going um, forward, like how excited do uh, you get about this? It's yeah. a tough one. I, I rate him highly. It's just he uh, probably hasn't put up the numbers that he should have, I think. Um, but, yeah, it will be interesting. I think when it comes back to full-strength side, he, he might be battling in that, in that team. Um, but, you know... It, with with this kind of season that we're in right now, he's a guy that you know, they can probably throw in the midfield and he might not get a million touches, but he's gonna lay a shit ton of tackles and yeah. uh, you know if people are getting slower because you know they're tired etc. He might kind of come into his own tackle wise.
0: Yeah, and you have the odd game where the ball does fall in his lap a bit more than usual. Couple that with the tackles and he will score okay. So yep. yeah, good streamer if even going forward. I think I think he's a good. He's solid for the rest of this season. Yeah. Uh, Marley Williams, he had 73 points. Moving on to North Melbourne, obviously. Um, Look, back in the side this week, playing defence, 20 disposals at uh, 90% disposal efficiency, so he won't be going anywhere anytime soon. Um, Look, never been really fantasy relevant, but stranger things have happened. He does kind of, if he's playing in defence, the role does kind of look good. So just one to watch, not someone I'm going to jump on now, but uh, put him in the black book. uh, Make sure you're watching him next week with all those awesome fantasy north uh, players that they have. The plethora Um, of great north (laughs) fantasy. Fantasy players. You know, we know that it's probably not going to last, but anyway. Uh, Curtis Taylor, 72 points this week. Uh, had 10 the week before after getting mm-hmm. concussed, but that concussion came real late in the game, so it's not really a great excuse. Um, look, good return, for, especially for those who kind of had him and thought about benching him or the fantasy classic players that traded him this week. If you decided to hold on to him, you got a good return. Um, he's got a bit of fantasy game about him. He's averaging 48 this season, but he's had two scores above 70 this season and also had a 69. Uh, nice. That uh, I'll, I'll count as a 70, so three scores above 70 or 70 or above um, um, so, I don't mind his scoring. I think he's got a bit of potential there. Um, just wondering if he's going to be a soul forward his whole life or will he be moving around a bit uh, more? I agree he's got some fantasy potential, but uh, he's in the graveyard of North Melbourne. Yeah, no point even looking at him. Mm. Speaking of graveyards, Josh Walker, 69 points. He took some great grabs, had eight marks for the game, uh, only kicked one goal. I didn't actually realise it was Josh Walker Like at the start. <laughs> like I don't know. Journeyman. Yeah, he's just been everywhere, hasn't he? Um, never rated him at Geelong though, or Brisbane, so I don't expect us every week. But the, no. the way he was playing... Was it's just not him, you know. Like I was like, who the hell? What's going on with Josh Walker? Why is he taking all these marks? Anyway, uh, Aiden Bonar, so fifty-one points. Um, just good to see him actually play. He's playing a mid-forward role. So, Kays, do you reckon there's any hope on the back of this? Wouldn't trust him with a ten. With him, wouldn't trust him with your money. Definitely. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Uh, look, he can prove me wrong. Wouldn't trust him with a ten-foot pole. Yeah, uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't trust him with a ten-foot pole. I no, they'd probably hit you with it. Uh, yeah, I don't
1: know. Uh no, nah, look. I, I just He hasn't done anything. That I, he might, I didn't see the game, so yeah. uh, I can't get too excited. But uh, points-wise, nah. 51. If you're going to get me excited, it's you Aiden at least right need
0: to give me a 70. Or it's something Aiden Boner. Like don't get excited yeah. about him. And he plays for North now. <laughs> Yuck. Um, yes. All right. Port Adelaide versus Carlton. Move on, my boys. Oh. What a game. Like, we played like absolute ass and still somehow got out with a win. So I went out Positive to the pub sign. with
1: five minutes to go, so I missed the goal. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did you think
0: it was over? Uh, did you I see just just all the Col- missed shots? Like, yeah, I saw there? all the missed shots, and I just yeah. thought
1: Carlton were going to- Get it and play yeah. keepings off for yep. a couple of minutes, and you know Port would lose. When did you discover that Port had won? Um, when I got in the car and the radio, I put the radio on and people were yelling. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome.
0: <Yeah. laughs> All right, let's uh, look at Carlton first. So Will um eighty points. Started forward, but then ran through the midfield uh, for the rest of the game. Uh, Ten tackles for the guy. Sorry, not for the rest of the game, but you know, had to since the midfield. Um, Ten tackles. Look. His average uh, 62, is it a good return this year? And is there, is there room for improvement, Kays? do you think, with Setterfield? Uh, he's, he's having a pretty solid year. Yeah. Um, he looks just more composed out there. Like, he actually looks... Like, last year, he looked scared, look, you know, like a lamb. Yeah. This year, actually looks like a senior player. So
1: This year, he's rosterable and, and startable. The issue is, for me, like, would you ever keep him? I just don't think I. there's a world where I think I'd like to keep Will Setterfield, especially as a mid-only.
0: In our league with 16, no. But yeah. in a deeper league, you'd probably think about it.
1: Yeah. Is he? I just don't see where the the bigger bigger numbers are coming from.
0: Yeah, I'd just like to give him more time and see what he does. Uh, especially just watch him for the rest of the season, really, and see how he goes. Uh, Michael Gibbons, he had sixty five points, playing mostly out forward. He just keeps keeping on. Yeah. Um, We're we we'll answer a question about him later, so I won't talk about that yet. But I like Michael Gibbons at oh, the I moment. Do too. So yeah, especially as a forward, and he'll keep that role too. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, Jacob Weedering, fifty six points, uh, just a marking machine. I don't know if I heard this correctly, but in the first quarter they were saying he hadn't lost a one-on-one marking contest this year. He's all Australian. Yeah. Uh, I, I, like that sounds wrong, but I swear I heard the commentator say that. Um, right. Anyway, seven marks in defence, um, so there's a pretty good return there. I can just see him becoming one of those high 70s like key defenders, like your Hurleys and like Jake Carlo was for a while there. And I can see him becoming one of those good, mm, those good I can't. keys. You can't.
1: I can see him becoming a very good real footballer, but at the same time he will have eight touches six marks and I reckon like the markings what will bump 50.
0: him up to those 70s I reckon
1: yeah I don't know he, need, he needs to start You know Seriously taking Some kickouts Or you know Getting some real Cheap ball That would be my thing
0: Yeah I guess But yeah like I said like There's other key defenders That do a similar type Of thing and score Okay so Stephen Mays is Another one But he takes kickouts. outs yeah, Anyway uh, Tom Jonas uh, 85 points He's had back to back Good games Now we talk about All the time Like which port defender Is going to be The key defender Is going to be The best scorer Out of all of them I'm convinced uh, Jonas is going to be The one now So if you want to take a, um, a tall port player uh, Key defender I reckon Jonas Is the one to have Especially if you just Need bench cover I think he's a good kind of player to have for that role. Um, I wouldn't want to be starting when you field each week, but uh, especially in the times we've got where everyone's playing, uh, rolling lockouts, I reckon he's a great loophole option as well if you have him on your bench for cover. Uh, Peter Adams, uh, 85 points, um, 21, dis- 21 disposals for Port Adelaide, the equal most disposals uh, for the game. So, Lys lo- lo- was out, you know, playing mm-hmm. the first ruck. Um, it's going to be interesting. So, he was pretty good. Now, Lys, it's now, I looked at the injury list tonight, I think he's got one to two weeks now. Next yeah, they said definitely not this week. Yeah, so... Um, Why's well, that gone? He'll never get back in the side. I don't know. See, everyone, like, relays about Laddams and people forget about some of his games. So, last year, he had a huge game against Alir Lear, And, like, so, everyone sees that he scored, like, a 100-plus, you know, in average and it bumps it right up there. But he was rucking against a non-ruck. Next week, he comes up against uh, Todd Goldstein and gets absolutely destroyed. Now, this week, Mark Pitney. Yes. So, he did actually lose the hitouts. He lost the ruck battle, but around the ground, he was better. But if you come up against like a Brody Grundy or something like that, and I know that these guys are a class above, definitely, but I just think we kind of quite often get fooled into Peter Laddams' uh, scoring against some of the lesser known Ruckmans. I think he had a. I think actually Tim English beat him last year. Like, and Tim English as a, in the ruck isn't a great. Option.
1: So, you probably don't want to play him against the uh, Marshall Ryder combo this weekend then?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm, I don't think I'm going to have a choice because I've got Slicer and Latham, So, I'm going to be playing him. And I think. People that have lost it will probably have a similar type uh, dilemma. So I think he, he has the potential to go well just because of the disposals around the ground. But I don't know if he's going to hold a spot because I don't think he's the better actual ruck out of the two, um, but look, I think what I think will happen, and this is going to be bad for all fantasy owners, is that we'll drop someone like West off and play uh, Laddams as a and Lysett as kind of um, you know ruck forward type things, and it's going to be shit for both their fantasy scoring. So I think that's what's going to happen, and uh, yeah, you can't drop the Hoff. He's been woeful last few weeks. He had one
1: bad game, man. Uh,
0: no, nah, he just doesn't offer a lot at the moment. <laughs> he's so, the ultimate swing man, dude. He's, yeah, all he's doing is sitting defence and not doing much at the moment. So, yeah. I know we've got a soft spot for uh, the Hoff on this show, but I uh, don't know. We have to move on. No. Uh, Charlie Dixon, um, 83 points. So, 7 marks, 11 kicks. He's the most targeted player inside 50 for Port Adelaide. So if And Port Adelaide are the team that have the most inside 50. It's because he takes up 20% of the forward line. He's that big, Hef. Yeah, he is pretty big. But, look- You've, if that's the case If you're a team That has huge number Of inside 50 And they go to him Every time Surely this is going to Equate to good fantasy scoring So he had three goals mm. And four behinds the weekend Just imagine if he kicks straight He turns up in You know Corona ball mm-hmm. That's huge for mm-hmm. Key forward uh, Second in the Coleman I reckon every year If you can get the Coleman Medalist or you know The key forward That's kind of Kicking the most goals Because I don't think The Coleman medalist Is actually going to be A key forward this year um, They're generally Well there's only two In the top five So yes. I think uh, But if you can get The better ones in there that they are kicking goals. They're the ones you want to have in your fantasy side. So I reckon Charlie Dixon's really one to target. Uh, moving on to Zach Butters. So he had 77 points and he's becoming a really good forward option. He's lively. But what's also great about him is that he can play a variety of roles. So they can chuck him on a wing, they can chuck him on the halfback line and he just does the job. Like, and he just you know racks up touches he plays his natural game so he was um, responsible for a lot of inside 50s on the weekend so he was Mm -hmm. playing higher up the ground and he still did a great job scoring 77 points um he kicked a goal too when he went up forward had 15 touches look i reckon he's probably fieldable and i think he is actually going to develop into a good fantasy player um especially if you can hold that forward role i reckon he could be your, your mid to high 70s type player i like him in there charlie dixon's the favorite to win the Coleman. now Is he really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, well, the thing is a key forward is always going to be, I guess, the most targeted thing up there. And Port really don't have a lot of avenues to go. Except for this guy, Todd Marshall. Uh, 68 points um, playing higher up the ground though, which I think is better for his fantasy scoring. He had uh, five marks, uh, 15 disposals. And he's another one who's starting to become fieldable. Port actually, Port Port don't have like a, you know, big high averaging players, but they have a great spread of fantasy scoring. I think they're the best, one of the better fantasy scoring. I double checked this because I haven't updated the stats this week, but they're always up there with um, some of the best fantasy scoring but it's because they have an even spread they don't have like a huge you know some guy who's getting 150 except when Rocky used to play last year Um, so yeah (laughs) so that's they can be a bit deceiving because people think I'll play Port players are going to get me big scores they're not always but they're going to have a good spread across the team so if you're in doubt and you're looking for a streamer and stuff like that guys like Todd Marshall I think are going to you know Zach Butters and guys like that are going to be good as well as this next guy uh, Sam May so he has 67 points Um, you know good first game um, playing uh, for Port off the halfback plank um, look he should hold his spot especially with uh, Burton out now I reckon RIP. yeah watch this space because uh, he actually has a pretty decent leg on his one. Well. I know Port want to get more you know guys with the uh, decent legs on the side so uh, watch the space watch the wave of wire could be a handy pickup. up Rightio, thanks for listening to the Port Show. We'll move on to
1: the Hawthorne-Melbourne game. Sam Wiedemann, 67 points from him. Almost a career-best game. He uh, kicked three snags for the first time in his career. Um, definitely the best output. And he looked, he's looked really comfortable the last couple of weeks. I think that's always been a bit of a knock. He's um, hes coming to the side and been a bit timid and, and hasn't really made his presence felt. But look, with no T-Mac at the moment, he's, uh, he's looking the goods. It's probably a long time coming, though. He's 23 years old. He needs to do show something now, especially if you are thinking about him from a um, fantasy perspective. And I do love my key forwards, but I just can't get too excited about him just yet. You can monitor him for next year, I think. But, uh, look, with um, the the Demons playing the Brisbane Lions this week, he has to play the best fullback in the comp, being Harris Andrews. So um, I would not expect him to be pulling out another, you know, uh, fieldable game I think this week
0: no it looks exciting definitely but yeah like you said with Tom McDonald I don't think I don't know I don't know how that's going to work I don't think it's going to bode well for him no. in, the, in the short term I don't know uh,
1: Stevie May 64 points from him he's had 3 good games in a row now um, averaging about 18 touches a game look I said it last week he looks super solid uh, so do Melbourne they're starting to play well he just takes kickouts, he takes marks he does a lot back there so he's only 68% owned so still possible to get him into your side uh, I doubt he's a keeper So If uh, You can He might be able to get him off someone And you might be able to trade him If you're, you're selling high So I think he's got a bit of uh, Value around the market Because uh, Look he's in good form
0: um, And yeah Doing some good things One of the uh, Keeper League's waiver wire podcast For members only Ooh. One of the real One of the real uh, Winners there I think So uh, Yeah I think uh, He's one of the One of the champions of that podcast
1: And lastly for the D's Luke Jackson 59 points from him This guy Is super exciting Now Uh, He was one of the better underage scorers uh, last year but a lot of his points did come from hitouts. so uh, interesting to see what he becomes at AFL level especially as Max Gorn's number two now what I loved about him I, I mean um, you know, hadn't really seen obviously a heap of him but he's so athletic and his uh, ability to grab the ball off the ground at speed was sensational now whether he ends up being a, a ruck long term might be the, the big question here but he's an amazing hybrid player and if he can hold that ruck status I think he's one of those guys um, you know who'd just be a fantastic addition to any side probably end up being a DPP at some stage, whether it's, uh, hell, could even be centre ruck or forward ruck. Um, but, yeah, 14 touches, three tackles, three hit-outs and a goal. Very exciting. And as an owner, I'm even thinking right now, I would take him as my 16th keeper on my side.
0: Yeah, nice. Well, there's in your team, so you've got to be thinking about it. Look, you know, like those guys, there's, I think there's always room just to take that
1: one flyer. And if someone does something that you see right, just back yourself in.
0: You said before, like, holding ruck status would be huge, but yeah. I think you more want him to keep your forward status or get your forward status. I'm not sure, is he ruck forward? No, he's just a ruck at this but stage. They, yeah, they're using him as a bit of a forward that yes, I yeah, yeah So you want him to get that forward status, and then he'll definitely be the second ruckman and do mm. a really reasonable job, kind yeah. of like your Oscar Allen at the yeah. moment. So. Yeah, he's so yeah. flexible.
1: Yeah. Uh, Will Day, 72 points from him. Your boy, Hef. Is he your boy? Yeah, yeah he is because he's in my team. So okay. I'll claim that one you can fit on the bus sweet yep. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see you in a little mini bus uh, just driving but,
0: these guys around <laughs> uh,
1: another good game by him um, and he was actually the four, uh, the Hawks fourth highest points score on the weekend which is pretty uh, pretty good for your second game so 19 touches and 8 marks across that half back line did have a few turnovers but uh, look as a kid you can definitely forgive that he uh, was definitely a proven points scorer as a junior. And I think uh, there should be plenty of opportunity that Hawks going forward, especially with a bit of, you know, what's Clarko doing? Are they going to rebuild all this crap? So, he didn't play real man football though, and he played junior football. Yes, he didn't play real man football, just but juniors at the same level. Good fantasy scorer. But, yeah, exactly. It'd just be interesting to see what happens because uh, apparently Jarman Impey's only a week or two away now. Um, Jack Scrimshaw probably should return to that side. So they do have a few guys they could put through that half back line. Uh, just interesting to see where he, where he fits there. But uh, he's definitely... Definitely shown enough that he's going to be a good player. Uh, but I think if you are an owner now and, you you know, for us, uh, for you, have if you're trying to keep him into your 16, you're going to need a few more good games, I think, for the end of the year to to keep him, wouldn't you?
0: He's on my rookie list, so I can keep him for three more years, two more years. Uh, but, um, look, I think, yeah, I don't think – I think he's showing too much that you can't – drop a kid like this after two games of scoring well, especially the way Hawthorne are going, you want to develop these kids surely. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, Harry Morrison is the one that needs to go, Case. Sorry. That's fair enough. <laughs> he, he's he's like
1: Ryan Clark, he's you know.
0: Yeah. At another club. Kick, Keep him off the bus. Yeah. Uh, lastly, Blake
1: Hardwick, 61 points for him. He was on fire early, but uh, really died in the arse and only had 13 points in the last half. I was very confident he was going to be a player this year, but uh, obviously we've spoken about it a bit. The injuries have uh, kind of derailed his season. Look, he's only 23, so there is plenty of time for him to bounce back career wise. I'm kind of shocked that he's only 55% owned. Um, they do play Sydney this week, uh, so it could be a bit of a fill up points wise there. I think a bit of a waiver wire gold for me. I think you know he's he's putting a few good games together after a, a slow start to the year. So one, I'd like to be buying stock in if you if you could.
0: Yeah, been really up and down this year, but like the he's the, his best has been probably good enough to be rosterable. So mm. definitely good to see him score. You know, two half decent scores in a row. Hopefully, he yep. can do it for a third time this weekend. For sure, heading west. Hef, What do you got for me at the Derby? Derby. Yep. All right, case yes. Andrew Brayshaw. All right. 73 points on the weekend. Yes. 17 disposals. Seven tackles. Yes. Only two CBAs. So, mm. more so playing on the wing though a bit more. But there's been a forward. That, no. So, but still scored 73 points. Ah, 73 points, man. That's nothing. That's, that's a, like a mid-80s. That's a, yeah, nearly a 90s for the, you know, post-corona. That's, yeah. So, well, I, I think his confidence is building. We're showing that he can just chuck him anywhere definitely in the food. He's not too well. old for Pod. pod. Oh, I was going to ask because he's nah. too good for the nah. pod yet.
1: Yeah. Seventy-three points,
0: mate. Your hatred for Andrew Brachel means standards are no, slipping. This is fine. Your your disgust or disdain for Andrew Brayshaw it's means I'm going to be able to talk about him for the next five years because you're never like going to no, label him it was two, two, four p.
1: Andrew Brayshaw is going to be the best thing ever in the average he life. forty-six
0: is. last year. Yeah, because it was his second year. The second yeah. year blues. It's a fact. It's his third year break. Is it his third year or is it his fourth year? I can't even know. Uh, I don't know. I can't it, remember. I think it no, it's his fourth year, isn't oh, it? Oh, damn. Mm. Oh, so he's missed his third year. Fourth year breakout is the thing. It's the science. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Anyway. He's not too good for Podia. He's he's building. What he's if he building. does this again next? What if he gets 80 next week? What score does he have to get to next week to become 2G4P? Uh,
1: I'll have a look at his stats and we'll. I'll come back to you, continue.
0: All right. Because right, oh. I, I want the whole all of our listeners to be getting around Andrew Brayshaw to become 2G4P. I want to be cheering okay. him on this weekend. Watching I'll his scores. All Do right. some crunching. All right. Uh, Matt Tabernar, he had 75 points and kicked two goals. He's just a pretty consistent forward. Um, I feel like we talk about him every week because he does this. But, yeah, key forward that can score like that uh, pretty consistently, uh, one to be looking at. Uh, Blake Akers, so second game for Fremantle. He has 66 points, uh, 70 disposals, 13 handles though. That's disgusting. Um, the thing is, though, 100% disposal efficiency. So, I definitely think he's going to be one of those um, outside movers for um, Fremantle. He's going to be the one that they go to. Um, There's a bit of, I guess, concern with all the other kind of winger types with your Aches and your Tucker mm-hmm. that goes out there and all that sort of stuff. And, yep. um, but I think he they, he's going to lock that spot on that wing as well. So he's building, I think.
1: And you saw that Tucker had a stinker on the weekend. So yes, potentially. Finally. You know, his, um, some acres goodness might uh, kind of derail his season. Definitely. All
0: right, well, before we move on to the West Coast, do you have a number for me? Do you, uh, you need two more games of 70 plus. Two more games? No,
1: what about what this you've week? You've had games of 44, 72, 54, 53. Then you've gone 106, 87, 78. You've yeah. played three good games, mate. He's obviously hit his straps. How many, like this three weekend?
0: No, nah, this weekend. What score does he need? Like, no, he needs two more games. No, nah, if, if he scores hundred, if he scores hundred this week, is he two G four P?
1: Playing Geelong, sure you won't get it. So yes, right, you cool. can
0: either have a hundred or two seventy pluses. So, if he tons up this week, he's two G four P. Yes. All right, let's Corona talk. ton. Not let's a, get around. A, yeah, a, real ton. Yeah, like an actual ton. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, let's get around it, people. Uh, let's get around Brayshaw this week. I don't think anyone cares that much. They I think it's do. just you. There's a lot of Brayshaw fans out there, especially for the fantasy. Classic players at the moment They love him Um, Anyway Blake Akers uh, Sorry we talked about him Jackson Nelson (laughs) uh, Moving on to West Coast Uh, He had 91 points And this has just Come out of nowhere So 23 disposals 8 marks Running off the half Back He is really building He's um, a real like Staunch looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm high on this guy. I reckon you should jump on him. I think he's had back-to-back big scores now as well. So definitely one to be looking at. Uh, Jake Waterman plays a – oh, sorry. He did kind of end up in defence this week, but he was up forward for most of the game. Uh, 85 points, but, yeah, it was weird because in the last quarter, he seemed to get loose, cheap um, touches, junk across half-backs. I Mm. don't know what he was doing up there. Um, 15 disposals, 10 marks. I don't really need to say any more about him because I talk about him every second week, but I'm big on him and he's starting to show – he looks pretty versatile, like the type that could go forward, could play in the midfield as well. Looked like he could play in defence on the weekend too. Mm. So, um, yeah, pretty big on him. I reckon he's one to stash if you've got him, uh, but he'll score well for you this year anyway. Just don't expect it every week. Uh, Josh Kennedy, 78 points and kick four goals. So we always talk about the old dog like this. He'll pop yeah. up, especially against weaker sides, and kick mm-hmm. some you know decent scores and uh, score okay. So he's a great streaming option, I think. Um, so he's worth having, just especially if you're on a rolling lockout. Chuck Collingwood in this line. week, it's tough. Yeah, I guess Darcy Moore. Yeah, I mean, he might he might struggle a bit more, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, Liam Duggan, uh, mm-hmm. seventy-eight points, uh, nineteen disposals, sixteen kicks, uh, eight marks, averaging sixty-two now. So, case he's one of he's on your bus. Uh, yeah, he's wait, not wait. on my bus, isn't
1: he? Nah, oh, he's you, not my boy.
0: Okay. Just because he's in my sight, he's not my boy. All right. But uh, he could really very run. well be on the bus by the end of the year because- Well, I thought he just gets on the footy trip, like if he's in your team. Um, so he jumps on the I bus. I have like a bit
1: of an invite only. Jeez. Yeah. I wouldn't want to play at your club. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, look, he's he's gone 69, 77, 78 in his last three and uh, yeah- I was trying to offload him to anyone who would take him for something just to, you know, um, get me, you know, a midfielder or something like that for the rest of this season. But no one wanted him. And now I'm laughing because uh, he's becoming one of the, the Why more- Why didn't you offer him to me? Consistent. I've offered him to everyone and you everyone's like, oh, Liam
0: Duggan, shit. I did not. not you know, I'll go man. through my emails. I did not get a trade.
1: i just send you personal emails for every player. No, i, mean, I get a offering.
0: notification that says a trade has been offered. I bet you it won't be there. Yeah, well, whatever. But yeah, <laughs> anyway,
1: he's looking really good. Um, I- I do kind of feel that he is a bit of the the next wave of the the Shepherd Hearn. I know I talk about it a lot, but he's getting a lot of cheap ball in that West Coast backline, and I'm liking it a lot.
0: What was silly on the weekend? All of them went well. Like Shepherd yeah. went well, Hearn yeah. went well. Like how much ball was going on? Like what's well, that, going on? Obviously, they they could chip around a lot because Fremantle aren't much chop. But, but is it also just returning home to Optus Stadium too that there's a bit more space? It's MCG size. They yeah. can chip around and do that a bit more
1: potentially. But but uh, Duggan's playing really well.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Mm. All right, uh, Adelaide versus St Kilda. We got to love ourselves. Some Monday night football. It makes Monday so much better. Case, I know I, you're not a fan. Yeah, I didn't I didn't hate it yesterday. I love, love Monday is my shittest day of the week, partly because it's the first day of the week, but it's also my busiest day. I just watched quarters one and four and snuck Big Brother in between them oh, two. Jesus, you! Oh, I guess you probably don't have a choice on that. I don't nah. think that was <laughs> your choosing. <though>. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to give a shit give a shit there, but I guess if you have. You know,
1: to- when you're made to watch something and then you kind of that invested that you have to know what's going on anyway? That's where I'm at, at Big Brother this year. No, I thought you meant just Mrs. Major watching. Well, man. yeah, but that was the main <laughs> point. But like, you know, I wasn't totally anti, but uh, I, I guess if it was a hard. good game, it would have been tough. That's, this is where it's going to be. This is where the next, what is it? 20, 30 days are going to be some relationship stretching <laughs> uh, times. I'm
0: lucky because I can retreat down to my studio here. So, and I've got the KO that I can chuck it mm, on. So that's to. what I do because last night I was actually like, you know, you can have the TV tonight because I've had it for the last four nights. Yeah. So I'm. If like there's that. any
1: um, uh, Keeper League
0: <laughs> listeners who <laughs> a are electricians bed. that might I want saying, to uh, put, a, you can move into. put a uh,
1: new antenna in my spare room, I'd be uh, yeah very thankful. Just
0: get the KO and the Google Chrome. Perfect. Yeah, I, don't yeah, I
1: can. Yeah, I've got a TV in there. I can stream it through my Beautiful. laptop. Done. All right, let's
0: actually talk about this game. Okay. Uh, Tom Duday, so the captain of the Crows for the next Gun. few weeks. Uh, 88 points, 10 marks. Look, averaging 68.5 this season. We've flagged this for weeks now that you need to pick him up. Up. Is he two GKS? Close. It is close. Sixty-eight point five is pretty good for a defender. Uh,
1: and yeah, look, just the, the what I saw last night. His his intercept marking is amazing. And the ball yeah. is
0: always coming into their forward line. Yeah. Like he's going he's to take some kickouts too. Work yeah. another another he's eighty next week. Surely he's two G. Uh, probably Yeah yeah. yeah, I never would have thought that At the start of the season But anyway uh, Ben Keys, 86 points Third best He Ta- might be leading The Crows best and fairest Oh I think Raleigh bryan has got that In the bag Oh, nah, Tom Dude. Yeah that too yeah, He's top three In the Crows best and fairest Wasn't he tagging Gresham though? Uh, for a period Then he got off the chain Well Ben Keys Stokes. Had like 24 touches yeah. Maybe Gresham Should have been tagging Keys. I don't know Look he is a real fantasy option, especially as a forward. Yeah. I just don't know. Like, if Crows are talking about they get three first-round picks next year, yep. if they pick up three mids, they play them straight away. Well, the way hand.
1: that Chase Jones and Ned Henry are playing, uh, I would not be picking them. They're giving them donuts.
0: Well, apparently the Crouches might be on the way out as well. Like well, That's not actually you know, justified, but that's what the commentators were saying that Crows should trade them. Do you reckon and looks they sound like Brad Crouch actually wanted to go out last year. Do you reckon that could be a possibility? Why why do the both the Crouches have to go together as well, which is kind of funny? Yeah. They're a package deal. <laughs> yeah. It's like a giant twin. Yeah. Anyway. Um, look
1: for for Keys, honestly, like yes you can bash him as a, you know, he's a crappy tagger and potentially the disposal's not always good, but He's one of the guys that's actually trying to win the footy for the Crows and actually oh, doing some for hard life, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and he's playing well. Like, <laughs> yeah. get on board the train because if someone wants the footy that bad, they're going to tackle, they're going to kick, they're going to do whatever they can to, to uh, you know, stay on that side. So, Do you honestly think in mm.
0: three years' time, mm. we're going to be looking at Ben Keys as a great fantasy scorer and still playing football for the Crows? Uh, would you have said the
1: same thing about Jared Lyons five years ago? Uh, well, yeah. I reckon I would have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, like he's not potentially you know, as polished as Jared Lyons, but, you know, like that's what made Jared Lyons good at the Crows. He was a scrapper. He did the right things and he got opportunity somewhere else at Gold Coast. You know, like, sure, he's not going to be the greatest player of all time, but, you know, and pre- he's potentially not even going to keep it. But uh, right. look,
0: he's serviceable this year. And if you've gone for a flag, he's going to,
1: you know, treat you well. Yeah.
0: You heard it here first. Ben Keys is the next Jared Lyons, according to Keys. So we'll have to wait and I see. I have if a that lot of love for both emotions. of those guys. So, <laughs> all right, uh, Daniel Talia, uh, seventy-three points, uh, 13 kicks. Just showing respect for, for a good score. We do that here. We don't. You know, it's down there a lot. It's don't, down there a lot. Don't advise picking him up, but uh, you know, respect. Good score. You- Contributing to the fantasy community. I like that. Uh, Dougal Howard moving on to the Saints. Uh, 70 points. God, I wish this guy still played for Port Adelaide, but we'll move on. Uh, looking really settled in that St. Kilda defence. Uh, seven marks. What did you get from a packet of crisps? No, we got f- another first round draft pick because we traded with Paddy Ryder. So, yeah. Mm. And something Not like something else. A good first round draft pick? Uh, I can't remember which one it was. It was a late one, um, yeah. but I can't remember who we actually picked up with him. I think it wasn't it Mitch Giorgiades. I Dunno. don't know. It was, yeah, one after that maybe. he's a good player. Yeah. Um, anyway So anyway Seven marks per great ratio Yep uh, There's hope for him as a fantasy player That's there what I was is. trying to say <laughs> yeah. Alright uh, Sorry to read through my notes there uh, Dean Kent uh, 67 points uh, Averaging 58.6 And got a bit of the ball Up the ground this weekend Pushing up uh, Onto the wings To kind of connect up a little bit Handy bench cover I think we've got him Not something I want to be fielding At the moment But he pops up quite a lot So I think you have got him Averaging that 58 Definitely there For your uh, loop hauling pleasure um, Throughout the round Nick Caulfield uh, This guy's on my bus Gone. Um, 66 points, playing that halfback role, seven in disposals and had seven marks in defence. He's another one that looks like the defensive type. He's tall but athletic, so he can take a mark, but uh, run down the halfback flank and he uses the ball pretty well by foot. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I like Nick Coffield. And last for the Saints, uh, Ben Patton. He scored 69 points. Uh, good game this week. Smaller defender, just not consistent enough yet for mine. I know you're big on you the case. talking about? He's a gun. I know you like him, but it's just not for me. I don't think. I don't know. He's not something I'm super, someone I'm super keen on.
1: No, nah, I think he's going to be good. Okay, he he takes a lot of good marks. Like he he's him and would are pretty similar in the way they go about it. I know Coffield's a touch taller. Yeah, but uh, Patton puts himself in all the right spots. Uses the ball well.
0: Um, I'm a big rap. Who's uh, who got suspended last week? I can't remember who it was. First St Kilda halfback flanker. Small guy. Anyway, the guy that got suspended last week uh, for headbutting, hip and shotting someone in the face. Oh, uh, Ben Long. Ben Long. So that's just another mouth to feed, I think, down down as well. That they kind of just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like coffee the best out of the three Anyway. Uh, let's, uh, move on. We don't have any projections this week because the data sources only updated literally like 15 minutes before the pod started. So we didn't have time to go through those. Um, but we'll move on to some membership stuff. So, uh, Wave Wire podcast, we're recording after this, but it will be released before this on Monday. Um, so that's, yeah, this is Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday sorry I forgot what day it was um, so yeah it's Tuesday now for those people listening at home um, so anyway uh, that's coming out straight away so make sure you remember to get uh, get access to that uh, it's going to be crucial I think especially with some of these buy oh, rounds yeah. you need to be picking up players weekly a lot more often than you would have if you need to cover some numbers for the mm. buyers if you play that way but uh, the breakout tracker will be updated on Wednesday um, and then the update um, it updates every week from now on so just in case you weren't aware of that last year we only did a few updates but we do it weekly now um, projections will be out uh, probably tomorrow as well um, and then I've also added K's a new section to the website and it's actually under the premium resources uh, Ooh, section but it's, tell free. Me. it's free it's free so you can actually you don't need to log in and you don't have to pay to see it but it's uh AFL fantasy scores for and against so for every club I tell you which teams are scoring the most points mm-hmm. and which points are conceding the most uh, sorry which clubs are conceding the most points mm-hmm. but I also tell you which positions for each club are scoring the most and conceding the most as right. well. right so you can actually have a look at some matchups there as well it's all sortable so you can you know rank them from top to bottom and stuff like that and click on it now it's all nicely set out so that's a free premium resource on our website just check the premium resources tab and it's right down the bottom there um it's like christmas in july yeah have a look have a look at that i I think it's just handy for all fantasy players so um definitely have a look now i had no gold members um written here until about i think it was about 11 or about 10 o'clock this morning i was sitting at my desk and i got a little notification and a new gold member had signed up today so thank you angus sorens you absolute legend! Welcome the, to the team. The sole uh, gold member for this week. We don't have five to read out. We've only got the one. But uh, look, the Facebook group that you get access to by being a gold member is so valuable <laughs> this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going off at the moment. Like, there's a question every day. I think we say this every week, but it literally is so. And then what's great is you know I try to I try to get or we we try to get and respond to all the questions, but half the time we get there and our listeners have just summed it up better than we could ever do it as well. So um, better than you could ever do it. I'm yeah. quite. Uh, yeah, sorry guys, you know. you're, you're never and wrong. a genius. That's <laughs> exactly. you, if you, you keep
1: getting yourself mixed up with me. Yeah. No, but we were just talking about this before off air. I think that's uh, now that with the, uh, you know, game a day or two games a day or whatever it is now, yeah, uh, this could be a very, very handy resource because it might be like, oh, I've got, you know, a 60 sitting on my bench, but I've got, um, you know, X is playing Y and, you know, like who's going to score more? I need to win by 20 points. I need to score X amount of points. Like, yeah. Get involved in this group because uh, everyone's going to be helping each other out through this tough this tough. What's you know, great about it weeks.
0: is for most people, I know there's a few league mates in there, but mm. uh, for most people, your league mates aren't in there. So you post something on Twitter or Facebook or do a poll or something and all your mates jump in there and give you shit and, mm-hmm. you know, skew the answers anyway. So you get the kind of, you know, just... I guess unbiased opinions there. So I think that's also a good thing. So anyway, if you want to join up as a member, uh, all the join links are in the description below, but we'll just head to keeperleaguepod.com.au and click on the membership tab and sign up there. Uh, yeah, some pretty valuable uh, resources there for your keeper league teams um, and just draft fan- uh, fantasy teams in general. Anyway, well, let's move on to the podcast review. So we've got another one this week, another yeah. really late in that I didn't think we we're going to get one, but uh, Dave Simpson uh, came to the rescue and he wrote uh, hidden gem. If you're in a keeper league, you need this pod in your life. Uh, refreshing to hear info on potential hidden gems on your waiver wire. Waiver wire, sorry. Um, rather than normal superstars of the league, a must listen pod. So, Thanks, David. Thank you, David. Yeah. Uh, we really appreciate those we do. Uh, we reviews. Do. They bump us up the charts as well and make more people notice us. So it's a really good thing to happen. So if you uh, haven't left a review yet and you're on an Apple device, uh, please consider doing so because it really helps us out. All right. The funnest part of the show. Moving on to the listener questions. <laughs> All right, moving on to the listener questions. Uh, If you want to send us a question ever, just get into contact with us on Twitter or on Facebook. We put out a weekly post uh, looking for questions. So keep your eye out for those and chuck some in next week if you want them answered on the podcast. Um, All right, Kays, who's uh, asked the first question here? First question of the night comes from, well,
1: it's a bit of a double up. There's uh, a bit of growing disdain for one player in AFL fantasy circles and uh, as the coach of this player, hef, you are best averse to answer. So we'll give it AJS Hawker and at Jim Bob Holder, what the fuck do I do with Spud Ross? (laughs) And the next part of that was, uh, I think it was a double up, uh, is Seb Ross on your pod these days? Because uh, he may
0: well and truly have come become... b 2 B. B2P, back Banks to pub. pod. Um, yeah, look, uh, he's not worth anything at the moment. So it's just like saying, should I put him in the bin? We said this before. Or should you just keep him and make sure, you know, just in case he comes good. So, um, you know, if someone's a bit sick, someone's a bit crook, you don't put him down straight away. You put him in hospital. You let him rest. Wow, he's you let him really recover. bad. I yeah. didn't know how bad he was. Yeah, he sucks. You let him rest. You let him recover. sit him on your bench for a while and hopefully he comes good. Do you want to um, trade
1: Seb Ross for Darcy McPherson?
0: Um, yeah, I'll take that. Fine. Trade deadline's finished in our league though Now we're going to open it up I'm going to pressure the commission oh, I'm going to pressure him not to um, But anyway So look, I just, look It's going to be tough Like I guess at the at the end of the year, like, does he make your keepers like this? But you're going to have pre season next year to look at him. He'll suck you back in, and uh, you'll probably end up keeping him. But look, I reckon just hold, and hopefully he comes good. Um, Harley Philp asks, uh, please assist me in what to do with Burton. I love being a, I love him being a Port fan, and think he can be a great scorer as he showed off on the weekend. But he's always getting injuries, and it's a little and it's frustrating the hell out of me. Never know whether to field him or to bench him. K you're a burden owner. So. Yes, yes. Harley, I do feel your pain as a fellow burden
1: owner. Now, look, let's just think about this logically. So, he had 86 points on the weekend, which shows his ability to score. And that was only in three quarters. So, from 61% time on ground. Now, going back to 2017, when he had his uh, breakout year at Hawthorne, he was an 84 average defender there. He does a lot. Like he, he takes the kickouts. He's got plenty of class. Port light the ball in his hands. So for me, he's you just got to hold him. He's only 23. There's still plenty of life left in him. And like even looking back at his scores this this year, so he had 79 points in round one. Then he had 38 points in round two, which was injury affected uh, against the Crow. So kind of give forgive that game. Uh, then he came back against GWS, had 50 points there. You know, first game back maybe some rust, and then he busted out 86 points out of three quarters. So, he's definitely – he can definitely score. So, just uh, be patient. Um, Hopefully, he might come back for a finals tilt for you this year.
0: I can't remember where I heard it, but apparently he reckons himself that he battles to get up weekly for games. After one game, he's that sore – that close to injury the body is that cooked even up like weekly it's a big battle to even get Riley barely trains because his body's so cooked this sounds like somebody
1: wants to poach Ryan Burton off
0: me no I don't want him because of that news so I think like, Port, while I love him while I love him as a broadaway player and I think he's a you know a great fantasy scorer when he's up and going I think you could potentially snag someone who's a bit more reliable um, you know given you know what he can produce you might better snag someone who's quite similar but a little bit more reliable in terms of injury so I I don't think it's the worst idea to float him out there just in case uh, he never gets that body right, which is kind of looking like it is at the moment. I Maybe mean, need some carved blood or whatever. You know, not let it does. do that anymore. That's really? why. Yeah. Geelong tainted flag. Shouldn't have won it. No, I was just kidding. Um, anyway. <laughs> that's, uh, that's next question at rust2468.
1: At what point does Sean Darcy stop becoming a hold? I think I'm stuck with him as all of my ruckmen are getting on a bit. Gorn, McAvoy and Segler.
0: Yeah. Look, if you play with two rucks, then I think you've got a bit of an issue, but if not, you've You've got Gorn and then you just hold him on your bench, don't you? And play him when he's injured. He's still only 22, so... Rucks take a bit of time. Does um, you know, Scott yeah to lose a bit of that puppy fat? Scott Lyssett took twenty-seven oh, to twenty-seven to get hundred games. You know, yeah. oh, sorry, he's not still on ninety-nine. And didn't play on the True. weekend, so you know some just come good after a while. But if you've got Gorn, it doesn't really matter. The only worry is that if you if you play two rucks on the field, then you might have to try to move him on for something else. But you know, playing McAvoy and Segler, I don't know. I still, I'd still rather him. I'd still rather him than those two. So yeah. it's just the injury factor. Me too. Me yeah. too. Anyway. Uh, Dave Simpson, uh, LDU going to get a run this year? Uh,
1: I was doing a bit of LDU research for you, Dave, and I believe he's a big chance this week. He played a, a good trial game a couple of weeks back, um, but they said he might need one more hit out. So whether it's this week or next week, look, um, I hate North Melbourne players fantasy-wise, but look, they're at rock bottom. So there's every chance that he gets a crack soon, but what we see from him uh, is a bit of another question. He's a, he's a fantasy tease. He had that weird... Uh, uh, salary cap, you know, uh, hype a few years ago, and it's never really developed. So, uh, one I'm I'm happy to look at, but I'm not going to get too excited for.
0: What was his injury? Was it turf toe?
1: I don't know. Was He's always toe? got groins or something like that. He's know. more injury prone than Ryan Burton.
0: Yeah, oh, it's not one I'll be looking at just for that. Like, I can't. I couldn't trust him after his history. Uh,
1: next question at G- DJ for Brooks. Um, is Sam Wiedemann worth
0: an early flyer playing as a solo key forward? Uh, we talked about this earlier. Like, I don't mind it, but just what happens when Tom McDonald comes back? What is he back this week? I don't know. Yeah, I think he might be close. Um, I just can't see him scoring super consistently, not just yet anyway, but he'll be a serviceable backup this year anyway, mm-hmm. if you're thinking of him that way. Yeah. Uh, at Peter Stoddard, uh, packing it in early for 2020, just like Seb Ross, uh, can only keep six. Who are some good buy low candidates to keep for twenty twenty one and be- uh, beyond? Obviously, players uh, would be two G four P, so maybe not <laughs> contractually able to answer this question. <laughs> That's true. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for your question. Now, look, uh, if you are only keeping
1: six, uh, well, we're definitely out of our out of our depth talking about those guys. But would make draft night very fun if you are only keeping six.
0: Well, it'd be long. That's yeah, it would sure. be long. Well, well, you know, more
1: beers, more banter, more more sausages, whatever. it yeah, like silent
0: until everyone like gets. That's true. Like there's, some, not yeah, yeah, there's not much fun until it's done talking. But uh, I think if you are only keeping six,
1: you just need to take the best six. I wouldn't worry uh, too much about stretching. You know, like a, you know, going for that potential breakout because, you know, you you, you know you try and get someone like I don't know. Um, What's his name from, like, you'd go, oh, I'm going to stretch on Connor Blakely because I think he's going to have a really good year this year. And then he doesn't end, up, doesn't end up playing. He's not best 22. So just go with your best six. Uh, but if you do want to stretch, look, I think Jaden Short's probably one with no Bashar Hulu there next year. Uh, your boy Jimmy Warple has had a very down year. You could probably grab him for cheap, I think. And, uh, even Tom Patley, if there is talk that he does go to another club next year, he could be one that you could get cheap and he could see some midfield minutes at uh, a new club. Did you say buy low on Jaden Short? Yeah, you can't buy low on him. Buy well, two weeks ago he could have. <laughs> not anymore. You but if can't. you're keeping six, he might not be. Yeah, true. He, like if there's ten teams, he's not in the top sixty players in the league.
0: Yeah, I get you. So yeah, you could probably get a bit low. I, I didn't realize he had six. I was thinking more along the lines of like Rory Sloan, who's way down. Yeah, you might be able to get a bit. Cheaper. I'd rather a Warple. Seb Ross. Well, I don't think. I guess if we only keeping six, he might get rid of him. But yeah. I wouldn't be trading him on the back of this second year Blues. He'd be fine. Second uh, year Blues. Yeah, he's like.
1: Five years into this
0: career. Third year, actually.
1: (laughs) You make up stats, man. You're like, you're the Tom Brown of podcasts. It's
0: like he broke out and then, like, you know, had a good first good season you know what I mean and then hat comes down after that he'll be fine just get dear more me. attention getting more attention this dear year dear me uh, let's try and talk some sense at Trav014
1: Saints mid- midfielders are they any good any of them and uh, how away,
0: How far away is Patrick Wilson uh, Jack Steele's pretty good yeah, yeah he's good yeah he has the potential to become a key league star I think. Yeah. Um, I think he's probably my high scoring player at the moment averaging player which says a lot about my team uh, I've got a good spread that's what I'm going to go with uh, When Hanabree's fit I guess he's fine uh, mm-hmm. Billy Billings has a potential to be a star. There's like a lot of almost types in the St. Kilda side. Maybe with a new coach, a decent system, take a while for them to blend into it. They might go okay. Um, I reckon give blokes like Gresham and Billings a bit more time. Sabirosh is complete garbage, no, absolute trash. Um, can't wait to get him out of my side somehow. Um, but on the, on the on terms of Wilson, Patrick Wilson, he's a bit of a keeper league <laughs> Uh, Favourite just due to his uh, Sandful fantasy scoring um, He's off the injury list um, But You know With the Crouch brothers In the side Do they need another player Who just gets bulk stats And isn't particularly damaging <laughs> to another I, slow I don't think they're going To play him somehow So yeah. I think he's uh, Quite a way away There Trav All right, uh, Nick McGawley. I have a team in full rebuild mode. Should I be targeting low future draft picks or younger players on AFL lists? I'm a little worried that the kids in next year's draft will be largely unknown due to minimal underage stuff this year thoughts uh not a bad take
1: in terms of the uh underage stuff but look it's really for you it's depending on how many keepers you roll with in your in your league for me i'd probably be targeting players and younger players and while it is important to uh cut the dead weight from your side if you are going into full rebuild mode just make sure that you do Maintain a few uh, good players to uh, be semi-competitive with. Otherwise, it's a very long and boring season. The other thing is, don't get too caught up on keeping too many of those kids with potential, uh, because um, a couple's fine. But then also remember that quite often people have to let uh, other kids go, and you're going to have to let people go that are borderline capable. So, and they will be available in that next draft. I'm kind of thinking someone like uh, before this year you would have said, "Oh, Chase Jones is someone who you." Might take a flyer on, but at the end of the day, it's probably no one's going to keep him. So um, we have 16 keepers in our league and it's inevitable that there's always going to be some young talent around. So I'd focus on a balance of getting some good picks into your side so you can top up early, but then also grab a few, uh, you know, potential youngers uh, that you know who's uh, around this year.
0: Yeah. And I, I I know that, like, we talk about, like, there's no TAC Cup this year, I don't think, or it's going to be very unlikely it's going to be played because Melbourne being what is at the moment um, – But on the back of that, you're still going to have last year's fantasy scores that they play as you know in their 17 mm. year old years so the, and players just won't lose talent because they're sitting around this year not playing they're still probably training and do all that um yes they'll go backwards a little bit but i think you still have to be able to you know get enough data out there to do a little bit of resource um, research and just know who the better fantasy scorers might be and who knows they might play a carnival over christmas or summer that type mm. of as well. actually probably be a pretty good time for it when the kids are on school holidays they finish school that sort of stuff as well so who knows we still might see something around as um round yet so don't despair too much on it. I think
1: uh dj 4 brooks is
0: ben keys 2g4p nope absolutely not if he played for any other side i reckon it'd be irrelevant what still. happens if he like puts together four weeks of hundreds yep then 2g4p I'll, I'll bank bank it in like yep if he gets four hundreds what about if he gets two hundreds in back to back Yep, i'll still take that sure, sure. <laughs> come on benny boy <laughs> not happening <laughs> Uh, at DanCat, a uh, 101. I picked up Will Snelling a couple weeks ago. What are your thoughts on holding him? Do you think he can be a premium in the future? There are lots of good free agents available in our league. Not sure if I should hold on to him as a long term stash. Cheers. Um, I don't think he'll be a primo.
1: I think he'll be a borderline keeper. Um, one of those last couple kept that you might just keep purely based on position wise. But can I see him being an 85 plus average forward? Probably not.
0: Yeah, I think uh, the big one probably being Stringer out at the moment, Um, and then a few other midfielders out for Essendon. It's allowed him to kind of push up a little bit further than the ground, a little bit of a wing roll, a little bit more, you know, a few midfield uh, rolls around the ground. I wouldn't say CBAs, but um, yeah, so I think that's kind of, he's seen a bit of a bump there. Um, He's been in the system quite a long time. Remember, he was at Port Adelaide beforehand, so I think if he was going to be anything decent, he would have done it by now. I think he's kind of, at the moment, just a bit of a list filler for Essendon until they kind of have a few more of the kids come on, I reckon. Uh, I, I just can't see him being a super good scorer ever he'll be yeah. solid but yeah no, it's someone that you can probably
1: always pick up in a, in a draft each year uh at one term he's written a written eight. essay here okay <laughs> first point is ben keys the real deal there no. is some genuine no. love for my boy benny keys out in the no, they're Twitter just asking sphere. a question no, no. But i'm answering no because he's a fucking gun <laughs> and you're giving him no love anyway so that's first point
0: Uh, Has Kennedy impacted... So what was your answer? It was yes. No. Uh, uh, Has Kennedy impacted Gibbons? Um, I don't think so because... Like looked at the scores, so Gibbons actually scored better the last two weeks with Kennedy in the side than he did the week prior to that so the week mm-hmm. before Kennedy came in Kennedy's taking lots of CBAs where Gibbons playing up forward and so I think yeah. that's pretty normal so I don't think it's impacting him too much I think Gibbons is probably just getting a little bit more attention I think
1: uh, next part of his uh, essay Wilkie looks good but is he reliant on kick-ins to score similar story to
0: Aiden Core yeah he, he probably is depending on it but is that a big issue like there's lots of defenders that are really yes. so I wouldn't let that put me off and so Basically, his, the whole uh, crux
1: of it is that all these guys in his mid-year draft ball, super coach, uh, any
0: ideas? If you had to take Keyes, Kennedy, Gibbons, Wilkie, or Cole, who Keys, would you take? Keys. move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's super coach though. I don't really know much about super coach, so maybe oh, well, not Keyes. Keyes probably goes at 100% disposal efficiency. I think Gibbons is quite efficient, isn't he? He would Wilkie be. Wilkie I think they're all good. I don't know. I think I don't think you can go wrong with any of those, really. If you but take you said Keys, and I've got that on Well, record. I thought it was fantasy, that's all. Don't care. All it's right. on record. On.
1: And lastly, but not leastly, from at Kang Daddy, Day or Nelson for a waiver wire up in the back line? Cheers, boys. Keep up the podcast gold.
0: Um, I'd go Nelson for now and Day for the future. So it depends what you want. If you're chasing a flag, go Nelson. If you want to build a bit of a list for a few years' time, I'd go Day.
1: I think Day for me.
0: Yep all right cool that's a wrap case uh, got through it a bit quicker than usual probably 10 minutes quicker because uh, we didn't have the projections but uh, yeah still another solid pod it's going to be very interesting to see what happens over the next few weeks we're mm. considering maybe doing more than one a week um, just at the end of each round we get together and do maybe some special guests maybe a few league mates or some other special guests from around the place we'll have to wait and see and see who we can rope in but uh, yeah it should be interesting and um, yeah we'll keep you posted on what's going um, There might you might see a drop of social media slash website content just to kind of make up for it we still have to work and things like that so it's been hard to get everything done i mean half has to work yeah sorry what, what do you mean you're the video dude oh sorry i thought you meant i don't usually work no 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 <laughs> like <laughs> i do i did just have two weeks off so yeah um that has helped but anyway we might uh yeah but my ben keys related twitter gold will still continue yeah mate i'll give you the footage and you can edit the uh, video just to put your ben key stuff out there okay all right let's, let's get, get you that is Ben Keys
1: good yes and then that yeah. cut it up it's yeah. gonna be sick yeah okay you learn how to I need to learn it. how to use
0: stuff <laughs> alright uh, thanks for listening this week uh, we'll be back next week uh, for another episode take it easy bye